All right, OSC family. Come on, how many of you excited to be in church this morning? Y'all good? Y'all excited to be here? If you are new to Our Savior's Church, welcome. We're so glad you're here. My name is Pastor Josh, and on behalf of my wife, Lindsay, and our entire staff and all of our team, we're so glad that you're here. Welcome to Our Savior's Church. Um, you'll see a Connect card in the seat pockets in front of you. We'd love for you to fill that out. Let us know that you're here. You are our guest. You are our VIP. We exist for you. We hope that you... Encounter God, experience God today like never before. Today you are in for a real special treat. I hope that you're not having a turkey hangover. I hope that is, come on, how many of you ate too much? This, this, you just, come on, don't lie in church. Don't lie in church. How many of you ate too much right now? Yeah, I did too. I, by the way, if you didn't eat too much, you didn't do Thanksgiving right. I feel like it's just a part of saying, God, thank you for food. I got to eat it all. Um, so we're glad that, that you're here, excited that you're here. You're in for a real special treat. A couple, couple of weeks ago, uh, I text my good friend, uh, Pastor Daniel Kelly, and uh, I was in Colorado, and I had actually asked him to come preach last weekend because I was coming in from Colorado, and he's like, man, I can't. I said, that's perfect. That's fine. I think God's given me a message for this, this weekend. Would you come the next weekend? He's like, I'll be there. And um, Pastor Daniel filled in for me while I was on sabbatical. How many heard Pastor Daniel when I was gone? I don't even get that kind of fanfare, so they love you, man. Um, I, he knocked it out of the park when he came uh, during my sabbatical, and I, I heard it all the way in Colorado. I was in Colorado when it happened, and uh, ripple effects were happening all the way in Colorado from what was happening in Jennings. And so I knew that I wanted to have him back at some point. I told him after he preached that weekend, I texted him that, that afternoon and said, you're coming back, but I'll be in the room the next time you come back. And so uh, Pastor Daniel pastors at Harvest Church in Lafayette. He's been pastoring that church for 11 years, been in ministry for over two decades, has a heart for people. You'll find that out real quick. Has a heart for Jesus, more importantly. Um, I believe he is a revivalist. I really do. Me and him had uh, lunch at Fizo's a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. And uh, come on, how many know you got anointings on seafood? And um, man, just me and him sharing our hearts that are similar. Here's the craziest part. I want to tell you how much I know God's joined me and, and Pastor DK's heart together. I had never heard Pastor Daniel preach before I had him come preach here. I don't do that. Like, I don't do that. Um, but me and him connected, and um, he's been one of my biggest fans. I've been one of his biggest fans. And, uh, and so he came, and I knew he'd preach the house down, and he did. We had lunch together. We shared our hearts even more. Our hearts were knitted even greater together. God has given us him as a gift to this house, and uh, I'm so grateful for him. And so I told him, hey, listen, there ain't no better place to preach than OSC Jennings. These people will shout you down. So would you stand to your feet and welcome Pastor Daniel Kelly to the stage. Amen. amen. Come on, I say amen again. Amen. Oh, man, y'all starting already, praise the Lord. Hey, what an honor it is to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I, I tell you, uh, as, as your beloved pastor said about revival, and that's what I felt in the atmosphere here today, uh, I, I want you to guys to know, more importantly than anything else, as much as I'm honored to be here, is that how much God loves uh, this church and loves this community and, and wants to do great things in this community. 
And I tell you, you guys are the remnant. You guys are the called out one to do great things in Jennings. Amen. I, I truly believe that with all my heart today that, that God is going to use this ministry, uh, this leadership, going to use this staff to do some amazing and great things today. Do you believe that? Amen. 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 Let me tell you, I, I do love your pastor. Um, I mean, I, I think he's the flyest. Amen. Amen. He got he got some swag on him. Amen. Amen. And and I love his preaching. Um, you know, I had a chance to tune in uh, as he spoke so honorably uh, to Pastor, the overseer and founder, uh, Bubba, who passed away. You know, um, to hear his heart, to talk about his spiritual father, just let me know that honor is inside of his heart. Amen. And I just pray today that you guys always honor him and his wife and his kids. Amen. Don't just honor them by words. Do something for him. Amen. Give him a piece of gum. Amen. Take him out to dinner. Do something for him. Amen. Uh, it, is, it is a blessing to have someone as a gift, as a shepherd of this house, as a Pastor Josh and Pastor Lindy. Amen. So could you give it up for them real quickly? Amen. Um. He released me to have pastoral ministry here to be free as an uncle, as a family, as a friend. So today I'm going to do that. I have a lot to cover in a short time to get there. But I believe this message, uh, this word from the Lord is in season. Amen. And those of you coming out of freedom and those of you watching live here on Facebook, uh, do us a favor and rock in the comments. But I believe... This message today is the message that God wants to preach to his church across the nation. This message today is the message that God wants you to get inside of your heart so you can begin to multiply the things of the kingdom. Our story picks up in Matthew 25, and I want you to see this in the Bible, starting at verse 14. And this is very important in the hour that we're living in. Uh, I, I want to just kind of stress that. If you're looking at me today, I know Denzel Washington preached last time. Somebody <laughs> told me I looked like Denzel last time I was here. But I, I, so I got to come back. I mean, you know, right? But, but I want you to see this in Matthew 25, something that really changed my understanding of what God is teaching about the kingdom. If there's any message that needs to be preached in this hour, it is the message of the kingdom. Amen. Matthew 25, starting at verse 14. I got a lot to read, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase it just a little bit so you guys can get this. And we're going to establish some relevance here today. The Bible says in verse 14, it says, again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Now, I'm going to stop right there because anytime you know you start a sermon or even begin to explain something, you don't want to start right in the middle. How many of you know you can't go to the movies and catch the ending and say, oh, that's a good movie, right? Without understanding what's happening in the beginning. Jesus was talking to the children or the people of Israel before he leave. And he's explaining something important to them about the kingdom. So in Matthew 25, verse 1, didn't give it, 
he says the kingdom of God is like. And throughout 25, two chapters before then, he spoke about the kingdom. Even when he came back uh, after his resurrection for 40 days and 40 nights, he spoke about the kingdom. Say, neighbor, if you're going to talk about something, talk about the kingdom. So he says, I'm going to give you a message in, in this parable. Parable is a earthly saying with kingdom revelation. In other words, he makes it so plain that we can understand it in common terms of how we would speak today. He begins, he says in 14, again, it is like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his wealth. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags of gold, each according to his ability. Then he went on a journey, right? And the Bible says in verse 18, but the man who received one bag, well, let me, let me, let me go up a little bit. Watch this. I want to make it plain that one guy got five, another servant got two, and another got one. Everybody got something. So Jesus is taking a trip between his ascension and his return. He going somewhere. But he's letting them know, when I leave, I'm leaving you with something. Somebody say something. And what I love about God is that when he gives us something, he give it to us according to our own ability. One guy got five. One got two, another got one, but everybody got something. Say, neighbor, you got something. Okay, now let's just let me work this thing because y'all, let me work it. Amen. And, and all of these servants, Jesus is leaving. We are the servants in this particular story. And the Bible says this man entrusted his wealth to his servants. Now, when I first read this, I... In my younger days of ministry, I said, why would the Bible, Jesus on his, le his exit, talk about investing money? And I got the revelation, this has nothing to do with money. In some translation, it says talents. In some, it says silver or gold or money. But he knew money would get the attention of his servants. Somebody say money. money. Okay, say it like you want some money. Like money. money. Okay, okay, y'all. Amen. Y'all got security? Make sure security. That was kind of loud. I didn't expect that. Watch this. But the Bible says in Matthew 14, and I'm, I'm going to run through this here, that the Bible says he gave it to them according to their own ability. I love it when the Bible says that because God knew what we can handle before he gave it to us. What a good father that won't give you so much that you can't handle it. But just enough to where you can't handle it. That refers to blessings and burdens. For the word says he won't put more on you than what you can handle. The same thing with blessings. 
if he messes around and gives you too much, you lose your mind. Amen. That's why some of you ain't won the lotto yet. I seen that scratch ticket in your car when I was walking. <laughs> Amen. Because he knew if you get that much, you would leave him. But just enough to where you can see him as gift and giver. I feel like preaching. Watch this. And he says he won't put more in us. So in the father's mindset of me and you, he made us perfect and he knew what we can handle. Five, two, and one. Everybody got that? According to our own ability, speaks of God knowing his creation. He's leaving, he's coming back, and he's asking the question, what do you have for me? For a subject matter today, I want to preach in this church today a message entitled, Kingdom multiply. Say, neighbor, it's time to multiply the kingdom. Let us pray here in the house. Father, we thank you for the type of anointing that makes preaching simplistic. We call upon fresh wind to blow in this house. Cause your preacher, your servant, your son to do this text no harm. We'll be careful to give you all the honor and the glory. Now, God, open the eyes of thy people that they may hear and see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the church. We love you, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, someone shout amen. amen. And amen. God gave talents according to our ability. The word ability, just so you would know, means this. The quality or state of being able, the ability, physical, mental, or legal power to do something. He knew what we could handle. So he entrusted us with a certain amount according to our ability. Jesus, when he left the earth, or as he was descending, he was giving Israel this warning. I'm leaving. I have deposited in you one of the greatest resources ever known to mankind. Can I tell you today in this church today, that we have the greatest resource ever known to mankind. It's not necessarily our gifts and our talents or our treasure or our abilities. The greatest resource that we have as believers is the word of God. You are rich when you have God's word inside of you, operating in you and through you. He says, I'm getting ready to leave. I spun time with you. I walked on water. Greatest fish fry since this side of heaven. I have healed, delivered, cast out. I have brought you out. I have done all these things before you. I suffered with you, cast out demons. I did all these things for you. Now I'm leaving. Whatever I have taught you, 
share it with them. And the people were saying, the disciples, where you going, Lord? We say, I got to go. The Bible says, this man, Jesus, is going away for a period of time. Somebody say time. If God had to return today and ask you and I the question, what did you do with your time? I made the initial investment by giving you five, two, or one. And I am on my way back and I'm here. The question is, what did you do with your time while you were here on earth? And if I had to ask the question in this church today, what did you do with your time or what are you doing with your time right now? Is your time more allocated to your career, your hobbies, your vacations? Amen. Is it more allocated to who you want to be or what you think you should spend time with? Does God has, does, do he have your time? And do all your time belong to him? So when the Bible says that when he returned, he asked the first disciple who had five talents. He showed up on the scene and he asked the question. He said, what do you have for me? And the disciple says in Matthew 25, the first servant said, he said, from the time you've been gone, you started me with five. Now I have five more. And the Lord said unto him, church, he said, well done. You're good and faithful, good and faithful, good and faithful, good and faithful, good and faithful service. Servant based upon what he offered back to God. Are you catching this? And the Bible says, Jesus told him, enter into the jar of the Lord, my good and faithful servant, right? And then the second servant who had two, it's going to make sense in a second, amen. The long bus passed, the short one is coming, amen. Watch it, watch it. Two, took the same two. What do you have? Lord, I have two more. The Lord say, good job, my faithful servant, enter into the jaw of the Lord. And then the, the gentleman who had one talent said to him in the Bible, he said, God, I knew that you were a hard man, so I took what you gave me, I took what you gave me, I took what you gave me, and I dug it in the ground here Take what you have. And the Bible said that God called him wicked and lazy. Okay, I'm going to work with that in a second because it's important to get it. One guy produced five more. Other guy produced two more. One guy didn't produce anything. God called him wicked. God called him lazy. Can I tell you, God never called us to help the lazy, but to help the poor. The, the revelation of this teaching is that if I gave you something, 
I'm expecting you to give me something back because I'm entrusting in you and I invested in you first. So at least you can give me double or more than what I gave you in the first place. In other words, in other words, in other words, I'm putting this in you so you can go out and multiply. God calls the servant in this particular topic wicked and lazy all because he did not multiply. Everybody got this? Now, very important that you get it because when you get this inside of your heart, it's going to change the way you move in the kingdom. Coming to church is fine. Building the kingdom is something else. Amen. Going through freedom is amazing, but multiplying is something else. You riding to the car, in your car with your wife or your boo or your friend, amen. Okay, somebody got real mad when I said that. I don't, I'm not sure what side of, I need to, watch this. You understanding that I should be bringing people with me when I come to church. But to be a witness, we, to be a witness, to be a witness, it's not necessarily what you're saying to people through your mouth. It's what they see through your life. I won't charge you for that. That's just, it's, it's, it's what they see from your life. That's why Christians can't live any type of way and proclaim his name. That should be something different about me and you. Because we carry the word of God and the words of life. So the Bible says everybody multiply but this gentleman decided to dig his talent in the ground. God gave us time, talent, and treasure, and he expects all of this to multiply when he comes back. Your time belongs to him, your talent belongs to him, and your treasure belongs to him. Now, one thing that I see in the text, because when I read it from a natural eye, I said, well, God, you were kind of hard on the one. At least he gave you something back. And I began to look at the text and I said, well, one person did five, other one did two. It tells me that the gentleman in this text did not pay attention to the other people that was multiplying. In other words, he seen one being successful. He's seen the guy with two being successful, but the guy would the guy would one say, you know what? Regardless of what they're doing, I'm gonna do my own thing. He was full of pride. He had the wrong perception of his master, because when I look in the text, watch this, y'all. This is crazy. When I look in the text, I see that the guy with five talents knew something. The guy with two talents knew something. They all knew the same thing, but one person did exactly what he wanted to do with his time, talent, and treasure that caused God to call him wicked and lazy. When I look at the Bible, it says he did not follow other people's example. This is why it's important, believers, that when you have a man of faith, woman of faith living in front of you and they're providing examples in front of you and their lives are producing fruit, that you should follow that example. 
Hebrews book 11, chapter 11 says, I have given you, given you the fathers of faith who have got it right before your time. I tell my teenage daughter, all of a sudden she's 18 and she knows everything. Do you have one of those? Amen. You eight, you, I've been here 40-something years, and you've been here eight, and you know more than me. Some of you up in here, up in here, security, have an example lived out in front of you. People's lives multiplying in front of you. But because you have the wrong idea about your savior or your master, you do what you want to do. And this is so important to grasp. Because he, in the first place, God gave him the ability. God obviously instructed the church to do something before he come back. But he was still doing his own thing. So I said to myself, what could cause this man, this servant, to be so disobedient when he's seen other people's lives be blessed based upon their obedience to God? And God said it in the text, I'm looking for faithfulness that produce fruitfulness. They were faithful, and their faithfulness produced fruitfulness. See, when you're faithful, your life will produce fruit. And I'm dealing with this guy because I don't want to beat him up too bad. But the Bible says in the text, he knew, according to the scripture in Matthew, God said, you knew that I would not reap where I had not sown, nor scattered where I had not sown seed. In other words, you knew better, but you did what you wanted to do. And when God comes back, he's going to stop at the church first because the church knows that we should be multiplying God's kingdom. But we are too busy, please catch this, in attaining ourselves through service and worship while not building the kingdom of God and multiplying. So when we stand before him and ask the question, he said, what did you do with your time? You can't say, God, I went to bingo. You can't say, God, I was too busy doing my career. Excuses won't matter. Because why, Pastor DK? You knew according to what God was teaching. Why is this so important in this final hour that we are living in? When God is coming back, he wants a kingdom that is multiplied. So we can't sit on our blessing assurance and expect God to do everything. Can I tell you today? that every service we have should be packed. And the obligation is not on the leadership, not on the pastors to preach good messages or the praise team to sing wonderful songs. All those things are fine. The obligation is on you to multiply. So if you don't see your church overfilled and packed, don't blame the preaching or the singing. Blame yourself. Because the Bible says you're wicked if you don't multiply. Uh, uh, Don, start the call. It's getting hot in y'all. I got to get out of here. Amen. Can I be honest? It is on you and I to multiply. Somebody say multiply. So, well, Pastor, well, I don't sing. Well, Pastor, I don't preach. Well, Pastor, I don't dance. Well, you got some type of talent that God thought you worthy enough to invest in you with. Ooh, I feel like preaching this. And you got something 
amen, you may not be able to preach or sing or dance, but you got some type of talent that God wants a return on. Are you feeling what I'm telling you? And whatever you do, the Bible tells you to do it wholeheartedly for the Lord. Number one, you got the word of God, the word of truth inside of you. See, that's why I tell my church, you got to have a relationship with God's word because if I miss a beat, you coming up here need you to preach to me, preach to me, but never open up your Bible, I can be giving you false words and you would never know because you're too lazy to open up your Bible. Amen. This church ought to be excited. Every church, every believer should be excited about God's word ah, because his word changes everything. And, and you carry the words of life. I, I remember with Peter, when Peter was, Peter was talking to Jesus and Jesus was telling him, I'm leaving. And he said, well, where will I go? For I will follow you, Lord, because you have the words of life. Very important to understand in this world amongst believers, there is a word shortage. And that way, that, that is why we follow everything that sounds good or seems to appear good. And you can't follow everything you hear because every message ain't kingdom. And your favorite preacher is not the one who put together words and eloquent in speech, but one that preaches a message that motivates you to want to build the kingdom of God. You feel me? Important to understand that when God saved you and I, he gave you spiritual gifts and talents, two type of talents. There are natural talents like me. I'm 6'7". Y'all notice it when y'all walked in. I'm joking. In my mind, in my mind. Amen. Natural things that I inherit from my father and my mother, natural abilities. But when I got born again, say neighbor, say neighbor, when you got born again, when you got baptized in that water, in that water, water, amen. When you was born again, God gave you spiritual gifts that became alive when you said yes to him. And those gifts, God is requiring us to multiply with those gifts. Everybody got that? Now, I want you to see the mindset of the servant was wrong. Some of us have what I call stinking thinking about God because of church people. Can I, can I preach it how I feel it? Part of our Thinking is thinking because of what we've seen other church people do in front of us. And we get offended and all in our feelings. Okay, here we go. Kiki, do you love me? Are you right? Everybody, everybody get out, get out. What are you saying, Pastor DK? When we get in our feelings because of other people, they infringe our mindset about God. And the servant said, I perceive you to be a hard man. Can I preach it and tell you, who told you God was a hard man? Where did he get that in his mind that he was a hard man? Who told him that when the other people around him was multiplying? You got that. 
his ideology was skewed by something or someone. He got offended by something he heard or seen that shaped his perception about God through the lens of religious people. And that's why you can't be looking at your brother. You can't be looking at them as your faith and salvation is wrapped up in them. The Bible says that your faith should be in God, not in man. Because when your faith is misappropriated in man, when they fall, you fall. But if your faith is solid, you're going to do what God called you to do. And you won't get offended and leave the church when somebody don't open your door. Or somebody sit in your seat. Or you're not preaching a certain message as you like. Because your mindset about the Father is the same as what the Word says. I'm going to come down here and fight somebody, I'm telling you. Hey, I lost a few pounds since the last time I was in here, so I got a little bit more energy, praise the Lord. When the mindset is right with God, somebody say stinking thinking. You have to learn to think the way God thinks, especially applying your time, talent, and treasure. The time is the time span God allowed you to have until he returned. And within that time, he's respecting you to produce fruit in your life. Your talent is the ability that he entrusted inside of you that you are going to use to build his kingdom, not for your own glory. You're going to use your intellection, your intellectual abilities, the way you look, the way you move, the way you think, all to build his glory. You're going to use your treasures to advance the kingdom. Yeah, I'm talking about your treasures, your money to advance the kingdom. God is not looking for equal giving, but equal sacrifice. So your treasure should give God glory as well. Amen. Now don't get quiet on me when I say that. Because it depends on the, what you value, your value system is. If you think it's more valuable to wake up on Black Friday and fight the winds and the rains and the crowds to get that $10 crock pot, but can't press your way on a Sunday, then your value system is wrong. I gotta go, amen, amen. You can, you can go to a concert and spend $49.50 to somebody to lie to you and you would fight a crowd, but won't fight a crowd to get to church because your value system is wrong. And what God is telling the church is that you won't multiply with your time and talent if your mindset is wrong about the Father. That makes sense. So all that I am belongs to God. And can I tell you, church, today that as I wrap this sermon up, that I understand that this parable was not about money, but about God preparing his church to give him a return when he comes back. The Bible tells us that only what you do for Christ will last. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Pastor. You mean only what I do for him will last? Like only what you do for Christ will last. Like nothing else matters unless it's giving God glory. See, when we are prideful, we tear God 
with our pride, which is an independent attitude away from God, we tell God, I got it. I can handle it. I don't need you, God. I got this. This is my life, my relationship. But when something happens, I'm calling you. But until then, I got this. And God is saying, you are flaunting your pride all up in my face. And you can't produce for me as long as, you, as, long as your mindset is to get all you can and can all you get. See, this is important because when you get this inside of your DNA, it's going to change how you move in the kingdom. I thought in my stinking thinking that if I can just come to church, very important, if I can serve, very important, if I can give, very important, then all is well with me and the Lord. But I find out through loving him and walking with him, from loving him and walking with him, from loving him, I found out that my mindset didn't match, match his agenda in Matthew 28. I found that I was doing what the church told me to do, and I was not building the kingdom. I was just sitting in the kingdom. And I went from sitting in the kingdom to building the kingdom. Ooh, watch this. I went from not only coming for myself, but doing everything I do for others. Does that make sense? So I started applying my energy and my efforts to give God a return on his investments. Well, pastor, what's the most, the most prized investment in the eyes of God? I hear what you're saying, DK. I hear you. You're yelling at me and stuff. Amen. Got an attitude. <laughs> what is the most prized possession? The most prized possession is giving God a return on his investment. It's people. This whole parable about multiplying was about us multiplying people for the kingdom of God. It wasn't about your money. It wasn't about your talent or your treasure. It was about each one reaching one. So when I come back here next time, y'all don't run me out of here. Amen. Then we should see a multiplication upon your life because you realize all that God put inside of you created faithfulness that produce fruitfulness and you're fruitful when you're adding on to the kingdom watch this the only time God calls us wise is when we're winning souls a wise man winning souls but we got to get all the stinking thinking out of our mind about our brothers and sisters in our community in our church we got to be people who won't get offended by every little thing and see, because he had the wrong perception of God, he didn't want to offend God, so he gave God what God gave him. That's the wrong thinking. You got to learn to say, regardless if it offends somebody, I'm going to do the will of the Lord in my life. And you may not want to hear the truth, but I'm going to tell you the truth because I'm a truth sayer and a truth seeker. And when I learn to walk with God, my praise match my life and my energy. So I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to preach to you on Thanksgiving. I'm going to preach on Christmas. I'm going to share my life because my life is a witness while others trying to be a witness. That makes sense, church. This is how we multiply. Watch this. 
Matthew 28, I want you to see this very, Matthew 28, verse 18. Matthew 20, verse 18, I want you to see this real quickly. Amen. Look what it says in verse 20, verse 18. He said, and then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Stay right there real quickly. Sound media, hold, hold, hold your horses. Amen. Watch. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to who? To me. So when I read that, I was like, my daddy got authority in heaven and in earth. And you think if I'm going to listen to somebody, I'm going to listen to somebody who has some authority. Because when you got heaven authority, you got earthly authority. See, there are people who are in pursuit of God that has heavenly authority and earthly authority. And there are people who are just trying to be successful or just trying to get into heaven who have no authority. See, I'd rather serve someone who has all authority than someone who has no authority. So he's telling the church, all authority is in me and not in you. Newsflash, you should be preaching about me and not yourself. Because I have the ability to grow churches and pack churches because when you preach me, I will draw men unto myself. That's why if we get them with schism and isms, we got to keep them with schism and isms. Philanthropy without salvation is just a good gesture. I got to get out of here. And, and, and watch this. That's why we have to understand what is God's mindset. Verse 19, look what it says. Therefore, since all authority is mine, heaven and earth, therefore, go. Somebody say go. Somebody say, get. get. Somebody say, make it. make it. I don't know why I said that. I just thought it was a nice thing to say at the time. I just thought it was cool to say at the time. Okay, watch this. Y'all pray for me. I got issues. <laughs> Therefore, go and make disciples all of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, look what it says. And teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we got to go back to the foundations of our Christian experience. Can I, let me talk to you because this is what I'm telling people on Simcoe. I'm telling this message because... In the last hour, people need to hear messages that don't tickle them. And you and I got to share messages to them with our lifestyle that don't tickle them, but challenge them to consider their life at this moment. Why is that so important? Because if we are not multiplying, then God calls us wicked and, wicked and lazy. If we're not faithful and producing fruit, God calls us wicked and lazy. The church have the same agenda that it's always had. 
Go and preach and to teach the gospel, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. Jesus says, what I need you to do when I come back is just multiply and give me something for what I gave you. And what did I give you? I gave you grace and mercy. I gave you gifts and talents. And I also gave you eternal life. I have proven my love to you. I'm waiting on you to give me something back in return. Amen. And can I tell you, if you would just think back for a minute of God's goodness in your life. See, when I, when I learned to love God, it wasn't just a sermon I heard. It wasn't just a worship song that I sung. It was when God moved heaven and earth to come and see about me. Wait a minute. I feel this right here. It is when I had hard times in my life that men couldn't understand, that only God understood. And the scripture came alive to me and it says, it is God's goodness that bring all men to repentance. I was overwhelmed by his goodness, convinced by his love that you would die for me. At least I can do is serve you and give you back what you have given me. Church. God is not looking for great churches. He's looking for great sons and daughters that's going to build his kingdom and multiply it for ages to come. Is this is what you got to get in your spirit is that you're not just a good daughter or a good churchgoer. You are a good son who's a good servant who wants to build and multiply God's kingdom. And it is on you and I to advance the world, advance the kingdom in the world for God and stop playing with the time that we have. Because when he comes back, we can't give him any excuses. So now when you evaluate your life over the past 40 years, past 60 years, past 20 years, past 18 years, you ask yourself the question, what did I do for God lately? Am I only seeking him so I can be blessed or am I totally sold out to him that my life will manifest his divine glory and the nature of his essence through everywhere that I go? Are you feeling me? My grandfather used to smoke these cigars, and it was nasty. Amen. It smelled bad. And every time I would get inside of his car, rather he smoked or not, the essence of that cigar filled up his Lincoln, and it, it gave me a headache. Can, can I tell you, we ought to be with God so much that even when we're not praying, the essence of God fills and permeates the room. Woo! That people know. That I have been with him. And can I tell you, church, I got to go, amen, five minutes. <laughs> can, can I tell you, I got this is important to me because driving to Jennings is like driving through Simcoe. I see poverty. I see brokenness. But when I get on this campus, I see hope. Talking to you, I'm hopeful that you're going to leave here and embody this message and go out and multiply. I am hopeful that you're going to get something inside of you to get you to get off yourself and get on Jesus. And I challenge you today. I challenge you today to go out and multiply. I challenge you 
to go out and kingdom multiply. I challenge you to embrace that hard cousin, that hard friend. I challenge you to make your Facebook page more about Christ than it is about your life story. I challenge you to make all of your essence bear witness to all of his divine nature. I challenge you today, church, that when you leave here, you leave here inspired to say, with my gifts, my time, and my talent, I will multiply for God's kingdom. Come on, as you stand to your feet today, how do I multiply? I understand that I don't own nothing. Everything belongs to him. My time belongs to him. My talent belongs to him. And my treasure belongs to him. What do you own? Nothing. I'm just a manager and a steward over what God has put in my life. What do I own? I own nothing. Everything I have, God gave it to me. I'm just a steward and a manager of all that God put in my life. With heads bow in the church, I want to pray that you get a healthy mindset, a kingdom mindset that thinks about your father the way God wants you to think about your father. He is not a hard man. He loves you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bring you to a place to where you are multiplying in the spirit. So, Father, today, as I pray over this pregnant church today, that's full of kingdom potential, I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will fall fresh upon them, that they would lay aside their agenda, that they would lay aside their preconceived ideas about who you are. And God, that you would cause our lives to multiply. Father, I'm praying that we would lay aside any offenses. That God, that we would get in the mindset of building your kingdom. Lord, I thank you today that your children will be eager, will be excited about multiplying your kingdom. Each one reach one. Not another person on my watch and my family goes to hell as long as I'm living. Because I carry the most valuable resource and that's the word of God. Lord, use me. God, build me and send me out. Repeating after me, say, Lord, use me. Use me. Build me. Send me out. Help me, Lord, to multiply your kingdom. Jesus, all that I am, all that I have belongs to you. I am not a lazy servant. I will grow your kingdom. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I invite you to give me the spirit of boldness to change my community, change my neighborhood, 
change my environment because my mindset is kingdom. Now, Lord, help me to multiply, multiply, multiply your kingdom. If you believe it, shout amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Give it up for Pastor DK. Come on. What a word. You can, you can be seated right there where you are. Come on, how many of you say, I receive that? I receive that so much. i so grateful. Thank you for um, importing that into, into our church today. And uh, now we get to go export that word into, into our communities and families and neighborhoods. We have many opportunities to multiply everything that Pastor DK is saying um, with our time, with our talent, with our treasure. Today in the, in, the, in the Connections building, which is the building up in front, we have our blood drive going on. It's an incredible opportunity for us to give back and help. Uh, there's a little over a dozen people that have already signed up to register, but if you didn't sign up to register, that's fine. Just go show up. As soon as we, we uh, dismiss you, you can go walk back there Take about 20 minutes and give some blood to help those that are here local in our region. When you walked in, I believe, you should have received a, a little card that looks like this. Um, if you didn't, we have these that are at our guest services back in the back. Over the next three Sundays, starting next Sunday, which is the 5th, the 12th, the 19th, going all the way up to the 23rd, is a perfect opportunity for you to do what Pastor DK said, which is to, to bring one. To bring one. Uh, don't come to church alone. It's cool coming to church. It's way cooler coming to church with somebody else sitting right next to you, um, especially someone who's far from Christ, and you just watch God start working in their heart. And, and I tell people all the time, when, when we say bow your heads and close your eyes, if you brought something, you have permission to open your eyes and look across because there's just something about being able to look across and see that person that you brought and watching God do something. And over the next three weeks, you're going to have opportunities to do that. This little invite card right here, shares what's going on over the next three Sundays. Over the next three Sundays, we're intentionally creating experiences for you to want to bring people. Um, next week, to kick off our Christmas, come on, we can now officially go into Christmas. All right, Thanksgiving's behind us. We can go, and there ain't no better way to kick off Christmas than with an ugly Christmas sweater party. So we do an ugly Christmas sweater next Sunday. So bring it. Bring your game. I'm going to bring my game. You bring your game. We're going to see whose game's the best. Um, so we'll have a little something special for that. We'll have photos as well you can take and uh, giveaways for that. So that's going to happen next weekend. Um, as well, team night is happening next, next Sunday night as well, which is our Christmas team night that's happening at 5 o'clock right here. And uh, we're doing a chili cook-off for team night. If you, if you can cook, bring it. If you can't, don't. Just we don't want to have to lie. So how was it? The crackers were good. Um, so if you could cook whatever kind of chili you want, you can bring your chili next weekend, and we're going to do a chili cook-off, and we're going to give prizes for the winner, and we're going to have a lot of fun as we always do at team night. But make plans to be here, and, and uh, we'll take care of your kids as well. Then the next weekend, the following December 12th, um, we are going to be having some free hot chocolate and cookies. But on top of that, we're doing child dedications that weekend. Yeah. Dedicate some children to the Lord. Um, we, we love children around here. I don't know if we love our wives or love children, one of the two, but we, we have a lot of children. If you haven't dedicated them, December 12th will be that. 
The weekend after that, December 19th, is going to be our actual Christmas service. Um, and, and so our kids' production that we normally do, our kids get up here and sing. We normally do it on Christmas Eve. We're moving it to December 19th, that weekend, so that way uh, you can be here and we can make a big deal about the kids and have a great time and we'll have a special Christmas service. And then we will have our Christmas Eve candlelight service. And all of that is on this card. All of that's on here. Um, and so we'd love for you to, to come and be a part of all that. And, and then, of course, just in our giving. This is the season of giving. And I'm so grateful for you and your generosity. Over the last couple of weeks, you have shown it. From compassion to Pastor Bubba's funeral to how you've cared for the McCanns to everything, to, to freedom, to baptisms, to, I mean, just so many things that you have done over these last couple of weeks have been incredible. Let's continue to ramp it up. Let's continue to give. I told you in December, we're going to give more money away than we ever have. And we are. Um, we've already blessed Pastor DK. He got the blessing when he got here. And, uh, and so I, we don't take up a love offering for our guest speaker because we already blessed him before they even get here. Um, he's already blessed. And uh, we've blessed him already. That's because of your generosity already. And uh, just to know every time you give, we get to be able to do things like that. Um, I, I am excited. I, I just saw our finances just a couple weeks ago. In the beginning of November, we had already exceeded our giving from all of last year at the beginning of November this year. Amazing. Amazing. So we're going to be sharing some new hires that we have that are going to be coming on pretty soon. Um, we got some new things that are rolling out, new and new things that are going to be happening in January of 2022. But how many know we want to finish the year even stronger? Um, we are just continually saving and saving, saving. We've got to build a campus in Crowley. We've got to build more space here in Jennings. And we've got to continue to reach people around here. If This is fruitful ground. And as Pastor DK said, everything that you invest in the kingdom, you'll never regret. You'll never regret. And so I encourage you to do that as you give today. Um, let me pray over us. Why don't you stand? I'm going to invite our ministry team to come forward. If you need prayer for anything before you leave, let us pray with you. Thank you for your giving. I'm going to pray over your giving, and I'm going to pray a blessing over us as we leave today. Father, we thank you today. God, as uh, Pastor DK shared today, Lord, everything that you have entrusted to us, first off, is already yours. It's already yours. And so today, we're, we're not really honestly even giving. We're bringing back to you what's already yours, and you are commanding a blessing on it. God, we are making a declaration today that if you can get it to us, we promise you it'll get through us. It'll get through us to the people that you've called us to be a blessing to. God, continue to bless the people of this church. Continue to bless them in their family. Bless them in their health. Bless them in their, in their finances. God, bless them in their strength. God, bless them as they witness and share your, your, your good news. God, over the course of the next month, we know that the holidays are hard for people. But God, I thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord is going to be people's strength. More people are going to come to know you in this next season, God. Fill this house with people who want more of you, God, so we can export out all across this region. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, we love